these looks all over their face My friends all know that I'm cool I've been this way since high school Cause life's never been sweeter when you're just a cake eater When it comes to hockey, nobody can stop me My high school team, I was playing on the top three Now my son is scoring piles Welcome to the Youth Hockey of High School Hockey Podcast Brought to you by the Red Black League I'm Danny Ryan, joining with you um, Who I just recently visited with, Carl East Hey Danny, pleasure to have you in Duluth this weekend Yeah, it was nice to be up there We'll talk about that in a little bit And then... Um, Chuck a puck champion Tony Scott is in the house. I'm in the house with my cash. How, how much did you bring home in the Creighton won, St. Thomas game? I won forty four dollars, and there's some kid out there who I owe twenty two to, but I don't know. I couldn't find him at the rink. So if there's a Creighton kid, uh, I'm guessing he's maybe Nativity of Our Lord, St. Joe's type kid, uh, who was there cheering on them. He threw the puck on the ice. I owe you twenty two dollars. Come find me. You'll anyway, be at a hockey rink. I'll be at a hockey <laughs> rink. I'll be at a hockey rink today. Two different rinks today. So you'll find me. I owe you 22 sheets. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, I think, Carl, you want to talk about our Duluth trip for a couple seconds um, before we get into actual um, hockey coverage? Uh, I think Carl and I made a visit to the Proctor Rails Arena the on new Friday. Proctor Rails Arena. It's not new. It's- not? Oh, no. Oh, they're building a new one. They're building a new one. I thought it was already been about, wow, that was done. That was done quickly. Uh, no. no. I hope not. Was, <laughs> yeah, if this is new, what was old <laughs> um, scenario. But that rink is very, very, very cold. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're all cold in the loop. Well, um, Heritage isn't bad. No, no. But that rink no. was freezing. It's, it's, a, it's basically a metal barn with an ice sheet in it, so... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're under the assumption that's where they um, do the livestock shows for the St. Louis County Fair. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. Mm-hmm. I've driven yep. by it a couple of times, but I've never been in. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's, it's, it's an experience. Special. You should you should make it in there sometime. Yeah, yes. I thought you were going to say something. Oh, sorry, no, no, no. <laughs> deep in thought over there. I am deep in thought. Um, also, want to give a shout out to um, the attorney. Twitter handle who hung out with us this weekend. What's um, his name? Chase. Chase. All right. So um, it was nice to see Chase. Um, so he he does have some wristbands that he's giving away. So um, not giving away, selling. Well, he's giving some away oh, too. Oh, really? It's it's a, it's a both. But if you want to go on, they're they're really cool. So um, check them out. Um, but yeah, it was fun to be up in Duluth this weekend. Um, accidentally sat next to Bruce Plant. Accidentally? How do you accidentally sit next to God in the Hermantown Arena? Um, I, well, only Danny can be this oblivious to walk into the arena and not realize that he's sitting next to Bruce Plant. You know, I, I saw him, the no, first person I see when I walk in, oh, there's Bruce. And Danny just, so I, I figured Danny was sitting next to him for a reason, but no, no, he <laughs> had no idea. No, I just thought that there was open spots because nobody wanted to sit next to God, I guess. <laughs> I would. I'd love to sit next to Bruce. Bruce is a great talk. Oh, yeah. It was a very fun conversation to have with him. Um, he did not like the fact that I went to St. Thomas, though. No. no. no he <laughs> he twitched a little when you mentioned the Tommy Novak game. <laughs> everything, everything was going well until you mentioned Tommy Novak. Right? Yeah, he didn't sit yeah. next to me in the third period. <laughs> yeah, he, he left. From the wrong I didn't hear the reason why. Wrong state. <laughs> no, but that was really cool. It was cool to ask Bruce, and I asked him if he still misses it, and he said, "Yeah." And 
uh, you know, it, it's hard, you know, when you've been a coach that long and everything, and kids really love him, and he's still God up there. <laughs> so, yes. Well, we did see some uh, – we went to that game instead of seeing an upset in Class 2A, and I'm sure that has some bearing on Carl's rankings this week. Carl, what are your rankings? Yeah, see, I'm guessing Danny was being a little clairvoyant here. He knew, you know, we, we had a choice. We either go see Herbentown and Matamidi or St. Thomas and Marshall, and yet somehow he, he, he you know, steered us to this, you know, fairly, you know, routine Herbentown Matamidi game instead of, you know, seeing the, the great upset that we that could have we could have seen, which is really disappointing. But uh, anyway, we, we I bet, did. I bet we Mars did. was rocking. Yeah, yeah, and we we were nice to. Chase. The Chase is a modern Eye kid, so we took him to the modern Eye game. Oh, you keep spinning. Him. Did you get him in? Keep spinning. Did you get him in free? No, we didn't need to do that. He got in for all of No, no. Stuck him in? No, no, he just happened. paid. He paid. He just paid, huh? You yeah. just get him in for free. He's a college student. He's got a lot of wristband money. <laughs> He's fine. Okay, good. Okay, so Carl, rankings. Rankings. Uh, number one, Edina. I was really impressed by that 20-goal outburst against Hopkins yesterday. We could do an entire show on that. We'll talk about that <laughs> maybe a little bit later. Okay. They also had two good wins against Centennial and Waisetta. Um Number two, Duluth East, climbing a spot back up after three straight shutouts this week. Yeah, good week. Mm-hmm. Number three, Minnetonka. I thought I gave up some goals against Benil Dean Perry, but got the wins they needed. Number four, poor St. Thomas dropping two spots after their loss to, to Marshall. Uh-huh. Number five. I, I, I'm just going to say they beat Creighton, Carl, still. They did. That's all that matters, and, right? That's and that's, that why, matters. that's why they're ahead of Creighton, who is number five. Okay. Mm-hmm. No movement there. Or at number six, where we have Holy Family. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Number seven, White Bear Lake, still plodding along, leading up on the Suburban East. Yep. Number eight is Moorhead. Yeah, I saw them last night. They were yep. impressive, but not, not. I mean, I've, I've obviously seen Jefferson play a lot this year. Minnetonka was in a class by themselves compared to what I saw last night in Moorhead. Yeah. Okay. Uh, worth noting, they, they've only given up four goals in their seven games since the loss to Brainerd. Huh. And, and that was their issue early in the season, so possibly yeah. locking down and, the. Yeah. And I tell you what, Lance Leonard was our. MVP of the game last night. He was really good. Jefferson put some heat on him, and he was able to make every save. Four nothing win yeah. for the Spuds. Number nine, Brainerd, hovering right there behind Moorhead. Okay, it's a good spot mm-hmm. for him. Yep. And ten, Wyzetta sneaks back in after Andover lost to Maple Grove on Saturday. Yeah, ten is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Wait till you get to my rankings. That my rankings here. <laughs> Okay, Tony, what are your Class A's? Uh, my Class A, not much changed. Uh, uh, Hermantown 1, St. Cloud Cathedral 2, Greenway 3, uh, Matamidi 4. Orono jumps up after a good week. They're at 5. Sartell drops after a loss to 6. Alex stays the same at 7. Mount West Tonka stays the same at 8. Waro jumps into the rankings at number 9 after pounding. They cretined. East Grand Fork yeah. on Friday night. And South St. Paul, the Packers, have made their way into the YHH Top Ten. Yeah. Packer, go Pack Go. 
Yeah, so and that's a tough one. That's like we you talk about murkiness. There's lots of teams that can make a case. Minneapolis could make a case for ten. Yep. Obviously, East Grand was just was just there. They're slipping Virginia. a bit. Um, lots of teams. Yep. Uh, Crookston, Thief River Falls. I mean, there's lots of teams that could be ten right now. So. Well, let's talk about some games that made these rankings happen this week. Um, Force Lake One Cloquet Zero. Okay, it's going to be close. special. That's a shocker. Um, it was a little bit weird, but it goes to Cloquet. I don't understand that team. No. And Force like some credit, too. Yeah. They've now beaten Cloquet and Andover. So I think they've shown they can knock like, someone off in, in, in a quarterfinal. I think I tweeted at Louis St. George last week or something that the Forest Lake trap game's a real thing this year. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it is every year. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a real thing every year. Yeah, even if we're not playing Rapids. <laughs> I don't think Rapids might be the trap game, you know, not the victim, but the perpetrator this yes. year. <laughs> For heat. Um, okay, Egan 2, Farmington 3 in overtime. A little surprising on that one. Rosemount 1, Lakeville South 2. Rosemount's kind of sliding a little bit. They're young. Um, they were hot for a while, so that's why I say that. Yes. Uh, in a pick'em game for us, Monticello 1, Litchfield 3. Good win for 3A. Yes. In another pick'em game, Chaska 6, St. Louis Park 5 in overtime played outside. With Peter Odney with no hat and mittens, that really makes one amusing for me. <laughs> and if you've never met Peter Odney, he might be 115 pounds. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, a game that I was at on Tuesday, Centennial 2, Edina 3. You want to talk about this one for a little bit? You you described yeah. it well uh, off air. Tell us, what, tell us what your impressions were. Um, Centennial got off to a two-goal lead early and they capitalized on their chances and then they just tried to hang on but Edina was the clear better team it felt like in this game and they just tried to hang on it felt like a state tournament game that we might see where some team that is a lower seed gets a lead yeah and tries to hold on to it Uh, I was impressed with Lucas McGregor Um, he's fun to watch Francis is a big um, D-man for them um, junior. Yeah, he he's draftable, I think, yep. with how big he is. Um, just, I liked them, but I'm not sold on Centennial right now. I think that's probably one of the better games that they've played all season when I saw them there. Um, but my my theory now on Edina is to beat Edina, you have to win with what Edina gives you. Because Edina plays different hockey all the time. And so if Edina plays loose, then you have to capitalize and score when they're playing loose. If Edina plays hard at you all the time, then you have to win on a like a chip pass or something yep. like that. So you have to win with what Edina gives you. Yep. My thoughts right now on them. Because they're playing very, very good hockey. Yep. Okay, um, going back to some other games, Delano 2, Orono 3. Orono had a good week. Um Little, Great week. Little Falls 1, Sartell 6. That's an interesting section game. Yeah, Sartell is, you know, earlier in the year I had Sartell in the top 10, and people were like, what are you talking about? This is why. I think they're yeah. a really good team. We'll talk about the red-black player of the week later. He's from Sartell. That's a good squad. I, they're going to give Cathedral everything they can handle. 
once if they meet in the sections over in St. Cloud. Here's an interesting one. Hibbing 2, Duluth Marshall 2, overtime tie. <laughs> and then they beat St. Thomas. Okay. Yeah. Louis tweeted that out this week. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's crazy. That one makes no sense, but it, I think the Hibbing-Hermantown game could be interesting in the section semifinals then. Correct. You know, theoretically. Um, Hermantown does squeak by Virginia 2-1, to one, and I say squeak, and it was a pretty close game mm-hmm. throughout. Uh, I think all three of those goals were scored in the third period. Virginia was in our top final 10 spot conversation after a real good week. They are yeah. definitely right there. Oh, yeah. well, in Jake Seitz, we keep mentoring him, but if you haven't seen him play, he is the real deal. Yes. Um, Crookston 2, East Grand Forks 1. Not a great week for East Grand. No. They've had some injury um, issues, the, I believe. Yeah. Say that again, Carl. I think they've had to, East Grand Forks has been having some injury issues, so we'll yeah. see if they get yeah. everyone back by section. Yeah. Um, in the rivalry game, Rozo 3, War Road 1. So um, Rozo sweeps the series this year. Mm-hmm. Listen to that game. <laughs> it's fun to listen to. Great rivalry yeah. game. Um, Bemidji one, Rozo three. I I think Rozo is putting some good wins together right now. Um, Andover two, Centennial zero on Thursday. Centennial just is not bouncing back the way they can. You know what I mean? They're a hard team for a senior team. They should be winning games like that. Yeah. Um, Blake 2, Eden Prairie 3, and Blake was tied in this game for a while, I yep. want to say. Yep. Um, Blaine 1, Elk River 5, good one for the Elks there, I felt. Yes. Um, okay, let's talk about the probably the game of the week, or at least one of the games of the year. Mm-hmm. St. Thomas Academy 2, Creighton 0. Um couple, do you want me to go first on this? Yeah, go ahead. Um, so I'd like to get your take from where you were, and then Carl's take from watching it, and then I'll give my take from the glass, basically. <laughs> so my my take on this was Atticus Kelly's best game. He played aggressive. He was uh, aggressive on the puck. Both St. Thomas Academy goals were relatively soft, cheap goals. Lucky. Lucky goals mm-hmm. um, that snuck by Kavanaugh. I thought that, um, thought that Blake Holmes played a good game. Um, for St. Thomas, he had the great open ice hit in the first period that just finished. I forget which Creighton player, but I, I thought Creighton had their chances a lot in this game, and then they just couldn't sneak one in to bury it. And that's where Atticus Kelly is, who was the MVP of this game. Go ahead, Carl. I want to hear your take on it. Okay, yeah. It's, it's rare that you say that a team that gets shut out is fun to watch, but Creighton is just a fun-to-watch team. They just go at you again and again. Great energy. Keep coming. Um, credit to St. Thomas for withstanding that. Like Danny said, Atkins Kelly had, I think, his uh, his Brimsack resume game uh, in this one, getting the shutout there. Uh, I would also add Brendan McFadden to the list of players who had very good games. He set up the second goal. It was very strong for all night. And uh, important win for St. Thomas. My uh, my take is that you know, we've already touched on the puck luck part of it, but one thing we didn't really mention was the so uh, the Davison penalty shot. Oh yeah, yeah. He had him beat. He had Kelly beat and just slipped off his stick. And, and Kelly's toe saved it. 
Yeah, well, he got his stick. He got his toe back in time. Had he yeah. been able to deliver it on time? Yeah, he delivered. He ended up slipped off his stick temporarily, and then he missed it. Uh, there was a play, a Milosh, a unbelievable pass from Gleason, like threaded the needle mm-hmm. right on Milosh. Milosh slips it past Kelly, and it hits the post and comes about, back out diagonally. I was like, how didn't that go in? It was crazy. Yeah, that one was a good one. And and uh, you know, so we're talking about all this non puck luck. The 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 cadets had some bad puck luck too. I mean, yeah. this could have easily been a five four. Like Carl was talking about, both teams super aggressive. It was a high flying game that ended up two to nothing. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. It, it was a really fun was, game to watch. There was a couple of pipes, um, but the penalty shot. I and it was it was a good penalty shot in the sense yeah, that it was I a mean, clear. Puck was froze in the crease, and everybody saw it. And so, ref went. No one argued it. Well, Tommy Tommy would would Vanelli would argue with himself. (laughs) But uh, and so, uh, I don't still don't know why MacLeeson did not take that shot. Oh. Ah, uh, well, I, I don't. Who knows? Just, they I, I must would, know. They must know something. That, yeah, know, I know. Jimmy must know something that we don't know. But you know, Nick Davidson's got amazing hands. So. Well, yeah, I'm, I, I thought it was going to be. There are guys that just please, score. I mean, look at yeah, T.J. Oshie. I mean, he's yeah. a great NHL player. But if you wanted one player in a shootout, it would be T.J. Oshie in the world. It would be him. Yes. Uh, or Datsuk, one of those two. But yeah, yeah, yeah he's uh, just one of those guys, you know. Yeah. No, I just this was one of my more favorite games of the season, just because the atmosphere was crazy. It was sold out probably Five the day before, yeah, yeah. If, <laughs> at noon or something. It was crazy. And so it was, it was just a lot of fun. I've never, I've never had to get into the rink proper with showing my pat, like my stamp. You know, it's yeah, only at the yeah, door. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah, like yeah. every time I went in and out, even in the third period, I had to show my the stamp. The ink from that stamp is still on my hand. That guy like <laughs> laid it on thick on me. Well, that's why I and, was and I've so showered cool. every day since Wednesday. <laughs> Trust me, but my right, stamp, right. <laughs> yesterday, I'm like scrubbing. <laughs> Won't come off. Okay, Howard Hughes, let's stop talking exactly. about exactly. But I, I thought that was a very fun game, and it was a good win by uh, St. Thomas. Now, I think Creighton's a team that Edina really has to watch out for right now. In the creighton Wyzetta game, that is a possible semifinal Saturday matchup. Great. <laughs> well, it was a great game when they played earlier in the year. I know. Like five overtime, five, yeah, four overtime. Yeah, one exactly. of those two games. And so, we're going to that's a must see for anybody in the metro. Yeah, that will be at Bloomington Ice Garden. Is you for sure on that? No, no, I mean cuz Edina will be in the section and they can't play at Braemar. So Yeah, but sometimes they'll split the section between Oh, right. No, I don't too, know. So. I'm just so used to Yeah, I am used to two being at Braemar and six being at at, at Big Yeah, but uh, again, um Edina has played at Braemar on semifinal Saturday. Not not since the Jefferson game yeah, anymore. So not, that, my point is, the now they're back. Now they're back at big, and yeah. it just it is what it is. Okay, moving on. Um, St. Thomas continued to roll on Thursday, a 5-1 to one win over Hill Murray. Um, a game that I was at, Lakeville North, um, won Holy Family 4. Holy Family kind of took control of this game, but I really liked Lakeville North's power play in this game. They moved the puck really well on that. It's a team that... Somebody's got to watch out for it. If North makes it to state, 
they're not going to roll. I got them as the number one right now, 51 to 49 over Lakeville South. But I think that's a team could definitely do some damage. Yeah, that's a yeah. that's a team that you, that's a Lakeville South of last year. Yeah, I think yep. so. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, Edina three, Wazetta one, uh, Lakeville North two, Egan two overtime. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Cloquet four, Hermantown two. Found that one kind of interesting. If you, anybody can figure out Cloquet, just give me a call. I'll throw my digits out here. I'm not, <laughs> I can't figure that one out. My life. <laughs> um, important section 2A game, Orono 4, Mound West Tonka 2. Orono sweeps the series this year. I am Spartacus. Yes. Um, Alexandria 3, Little Falls 2 in overtime. Interesting. Um, Evelyn 7, Proctor 0. Carl and I were at it. For a little bit, yeah, not goal. very long. Not yeah. very long. <laughs> First goal, and then we're like, "This is gold." It was cold. We gone. I'm glad we did because we figured out that we were boxed in once we got in the car. So it would have been a zoo to get out of there. Um, okay, another game that we were at: Elk River Zero, Duluth East Seven. Carl, you want to talk about this for two seconds? Sure. Um, it's done. That's two seconds. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yeah, we're done. Moving on. <laughs> It it was an interesting game. There was a lot going on. So first of all, I think Elk River came out and played their top line for at least five and a half of the first seven minutes of this game, and they barely left the ice. And they had some good chances in that time, but after that, you know, first, you know, reality sets in, then East starts taking control of the game. Uh, They popped two quick ones in the second period, 17 seconds apart, and that's really when they they just took over and uh, wasn't much looking back from there. Then a... uh, a strange penalty sequence in the third period that led to a seven-minute East power play. <laughs> and and this that's, was, when they, this that's, was, when, that's when they this turned a comfortable win into a blowout. Yeah. What happened? Yeah, explain the power play, Carl. Uh, so uh, an Elk River player just starts uh, going after an East player for no apparent reason and uh, you know, gets tossed. Um, so there, there were four penalties on the Elk River player on one play. So there was... The first, there, there were coincidentals on with him and the East player, and then there were this, what a roughing call, a five-minute major for fighting, and then a game misconduct. And yeah, so we're still so trying to figure out if that for, was the right call, but yeah. Yeah, two for hooking, two for yeah. roughing, five for fighting, and ten it? misconduct. I can find this on the internet. So who yeah. was the player? Austin um, Humphreys. Who was it, Carl? Austin Humphreys. Oh, Austin Humphreys, sophomore Austin Humphreys. Yeah. Yeah, and now Elk wanted to play aggressive the whole game. You could hear um, Gustafson yelling on our side saying, body, body, yeah. uh, like the whole time, like it was like turbo button he was right. trying to press. And so that was their, you know, you I played did. a lot of video games as a kid, didn't you? No, I actually didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that was their, you know, that was their idea to kind of slow down East and East and gets uh, they slow weren't down. Yeah, so yeah, um, East looked really, really good right now. Yeah, and the a nice lot. thing about the good thing about East right now is that they can get a great result even if their top line has a relatively quiet night, and they only had two of the goals in this one. Yeah, I mean, they're getting scoring from everywhere. I didn't see a lot of, I didn't see a lot of big names in those tweets. A lot of Jopies. Mm-hmm. Jopies. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Um, East Grand Forks one, War Road eight. We mentioned that that the 
big game for Waro. That's the shocker of the week as far as I'm concerned. We've had a lot of shockers. A lot of shockers. It's shocker season. Yeah. Sh-shock. Really, the last seven yeah. days, there's yeah. been um, some weird, crazy. The Roseville one is still Yeah, the Roseville one. one. Uh, one three or four. Um, <laughs> yeah. Shishago Lakes won North Ranch 2. Interesting session matchup OT there. OT game. Yep. Um, Chan Hassan uh, 4, Blake 3. That was a shocker. That might make the show as well. Shocker again, St. Thomas Academy 3, Duluth Marshall 4 in overtime. St. Thomas was up 3-1 to one and then slipped it away. It, was it me or that game was like, there was no tweets about it. Yeah, I had, like, a, became I had like to text, texting I literally people. got texts from me like, hey, did did St. Thomas really lose? Like it was like the JFK assassination <laughs> or something. Was like, wait, just go on Twitter. And like it couldn't be found because St. Thomas doesn't tweet. Marshall doesn't tweet. Like, yeah. And Doug from Follow the Puck was gone to the rodeo or wherever first, you know, he went to work. So, like, no one knew the outcome. I'm like, I don't know who won. Yeah. um, I will say this about Duluth Marshall and St. Thomas. They do have familiarity between the staffs. Billy Owens was on St. Thomas' staff for a while. And so I'm not surprised. Both teams play fast. Yeah. It was a trap game. Yeah. Go up to, to play a team that wasn't named East. Yeah, well, I wouldn't go with that kind of trap game. I would say, hey, they just beat Creighton. Yeah, and Hill. And Hill. I mean, those are their two big rivals. Yeah. It's a trap game, but and it's a lot of spinning. hockey too. Yeah, Wednesday, spinning. Thursday, Saturday. That's a lot of hockey. Hats off to Marshall, though. Yep. Wow. After a tie with Hibbing. After a tie with Hibbing. <laughs> Hibbing is getting no love. Yeah. No love. No love. Well, we'll um, get them some in the okay. jersey segment later. Yeah, yeah we'll give them some love on the jersey segment. Okay, um, Montemidai 1, Hermantown 4. If you have not seen Blake Biondi play yet, he's a Mr. Hockey candidate in two years, if not the winner. He had all four, didn't he? Yeah. Yep. He's all of them. really good. Um, highlight of that game was talking to Bruce. Um, Blaine 2, Holy Family 3. Interesting close game there. Yeah, that was another one of those hanger-oners. I mean, yeah. Blaine got up to nothing and couldn't hang on. Couldn't hang on. Andover 0, Maple Grove 2. That was a little bit of a shocker to I me. I watched that game uh, on online, and uh, it was all Maple Grove. It was They basically flipped the tables on Andover from the previous game. I plan on seeing them tomorrow. They play STMA. That would be a good game. That should be a good game. That's a pick game. Yep. Um, Brainerd 5, Roseau 4, or 2. Uh, Roseau County ran into a wall here at the end of the week. Um, Moorhead 4, Jefferson 0. I just wanted to say that because you were broadcasting that one, Tony. Um, Minnetonka 7, Eden Prairie 4. Eden Prairie's putting up goals in these games. I I watched goals allowed. Most of this one, yeah. I watched most of this one. So what happened? Eden Prairie stuck around for the first two periods. It was four to three after two. They were just trading punches going back and forth, then Tonka just took over in the third. But uh, important note on Tonka, Josh Ludke was back. Ooh, like that note. Thank you. Um, okay, and then Hopkins zero, Edina 20, and they were scoring in the final minute of this one. I'd like to talk about this for two seconds. Okay. Okay, we're done. So your two seconds, you're done. Well, at what point was Edina confident that they won? Uh, the puck dropped? <laughs> that's, that's all I'm going to ask, okay? At what point was Edina, like, was the game in the bag? So I got a funny tweet, a text from Peter. There was a, I posted a, 
a Blaine twenty to nothing win in squirts, which is way harder to do when oh, you yeah. only have one hour, right? Yeah. Um, in in the Marshall tournament this weekend, he's like, "That's a boom roasted. That's a boom roasted." And then Edina did did us. You know, we know it's not really on the radar because it's squirts, right? Well, yeah. this is major league on the radar of the twenty to nothing. You know, it. it you could put, like we said, you could do a whole podcast on this game. I I think it's the most goal scored in one game in a long time. Yeah, I'll have to do the research on that. It's crazy, it's crazy. Yeah. Um. Okay. Home jerseys. Home jerseys. Who wants to go first? I just talk forever. So. Okay, I'll go first. Uh, speaking of Edina, uh, I think <laughs> the Edina home uniform, and I'm not a huge Edina fan growing up in Minneapolis Southwest. But the, the green breezers, the white, the hornet, the scripty Dyna, the white, it's just, it's perfect. It's a perfect uniform. It's awesome. I'm glad they went back to it. Too. It's, it's an amazing uniform, and they should just stick with it, like Penn State. Just stick with your uniform and don't change it up too much. The forest green is not as cool as the Kelly green with the Dyna. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Warroad, uh, I, since I can't pick Minneapolis Southwest, who has the greatest uniform of all time, and I'm biased as heck on that one, uh, I'll take another one with an Indian head, and that's the the World Warrior uniform, white. It's beautiful. Uh, and then I'm going to go a uniform that's not currently in existence, but I'm hoping, based on this show, will come back to existence, and that's the Duluth East Diagonal New York Rangers Hounds white. It's the classic mm-hmm. It's what I saw Dave Spiar uh, perform magic with. That's one of the best uniforms out there, and I hope that I hope in their next rendition they bring it back because the the New York Ranger patch shield thing is not as cool. It's just a bulky have fun shield. with that with your black uniform, but your white uniform needs to be no, diagonal. no, no. no the, the black one's sacred. They have to put any shields on there. <laughs> right, 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 right. Okay, what about you, Carl? Okay, uh, well, we mentioned hitting a little bit earlier, so I'll give uh, Blue Jackets a little love here. I really like that. We're talking about this a little before the show. Those two colored uniforms are just really, really crisp and nice. And uh got the anchor. you got the oh, Hibbing and Diagonal script. It's just a nice uniform. Um, another one, digging back into history a little bit, uh, was the Apple Valley uniforms that they had in the mid-'90s, which just have this really funny-looking eagle on the front. It's, it's kind of in a triangle with the, the wings sticking back in a triangle, Brown and gold. It was pouncing its prey, Carl. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Anyway, it's it's just a, a unique look. It's not something anyone else does, and it's and it's also you know associated with Apple Valley's greatest run too. So it's kind of a fun one. And my third one, um, you know, go up to Northwest Minnesota and pull up the Crichton Pirates, just jolly pirates on, on the flag <laughs> on the front of their uniform. No, nothing else. Just a pirate on a flag. <laughs> That's just fantastic. It's a Googleable image. Yeah, mm-hmm. you Google that thing. It's cool. Danny, how about you? Um, I'm a fan of STA's um, ST on the front of their jersey. And since surprise to uh, well. Yeah. For me, that's Homer. Cool. Oh, okay. <laughs> Southwest over there. I can't list them. They don't have a program. So I can't <laughs> well, so then I can list them. You can. You know, I'm a I'm a fan site type of person. Okay. So I. You I, are. This is a fan site. <laughs> so you I. You are. Johnny fan site. So I and I like the fact that they've moved to like a two tone jersey color combination. I like that. Um, I really like Rosos. The, Rosos white? Yeah, Rosos white. So okay. It, and it 
maybe with like the one um, stripe on it because it's a I thick like green stripe then with it. Did you go Rozo last week too? I might have. I just like Rozo. One of us. Someone did. I, I think I, take, I took Rozo. I like Rozo. Yeah, you did. Okay. Um, and then I actually like Jefferson's whites better than the baby blues because I think the Jefferson whites are more classic. You see those in the tournament more than you saw the baby blues in the tournament, and so that's why I like them. It's funny. Rozo, Jefferson, Edina made it in both segments. At they East. They got good jerseys. They got really At good East. jerseys. At East. At East. Yeah. Yeah, so basically we've summed it up that those are the four best uniforms. And, yeah. It's hard to argue. Those are closer. Yeah, really those good are fun And I agree. You said last week you should, Jefferson should go back to the blue helmet. I do like the blue helmet Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, better than the white. Yeah, and I think it's just a it's a crisper look. Yeah. I think it goes well with their it accents with their with their royal blue. So and some jerseys that we didn't mention, like International Falls, are cool jerseys. There's a lot of good ones out yeah, there. Yeah, there's a lot of good no ones question. that we didn't mention. But. No question. And I the you know it's it's not really a home or away, but that bright yellow St. Cloud Cathedral is just awesome. Even their hockey jer- day jerseys were they were cool. Good. The light the light blue. Yep. That was mm-hmm. really yep. cool. Yeah, they were exactly. Really cool. No doubt. They do well. Oh. All right, we got our red and black player of the week now. Is that where, no? We're going to my, my yeah. segment. You know, it's all about me, right? Yeah, I, I define this as the Tony Scott all about me segment. Yes, it is. Um, and I like this is probably my fav, favorite part of the show. Well, just, yeah, it's all about that you. out there. Uh, <laughs> we had three. We had three uh, commitments this week, all on Friday, by the way. Uh, Griffin Nest Air Force Academy, Jack Smith to UMD, and Chase Foley to Colorado College. Uh, Danny, oh, who do they play for? Then. I'm sorry, Griffin Ness from Wyzetta, Jack Smith, St. Cloud Cathedral, and Chase Foley from St. Thomas Academy. Uh, Danny, so is, uh, is St. Thomas just turning into a Colorado College JV program or something? We send a lot of kids to Colorado, whether it's the Air Force Academy or CP, it looks like right now. Impressive. Very impressive. <laughs> Here's a few names to, to keep an eye out for who might be getting their names called off on the on the Twitter feed here soon. I would I I just hard for me not to imagine Matthew Gleason is going to be an uncommitted hockey player for too much longer. Um, Such a stuff for Creed so right now. We watched you know 35 kids play on Wednesday night, and without doubt, he's the best player on the ice. And there's a Most lot of commitment. dangerous player he's on the ice too. So good, so good. A lot of college coaches in the building on Wednesday as well, and a lot of college coaches watching as well. The uh, uh, Chase Boldy was playing in the game, and the entire Colorado College staff was watching, and what happened two days later, he committed to Colorado College. <laughs> so shout out to YHH for getting Chase uh, his final look, final uh, scholarship offer. Good player. Um, here's a couple guys um, that, that won't surprise. Uh, uh, Casey Middlestat's youngest brother, Luke Middlestat, is a strong candidate to get a scholarship uh, from a prominent program soon. Uh, here's a name that you don't know now, but you will f- very, very soon. Nick Pierre uh, from Hill Murray, eighth grader. He's already got five goals in his very young career. He's only been playing varsity for eight days. So <laughs> shout out to Nick. He's finally getting his shot with the big club. And then George Granis is getting a ton of looks. So I wouldn't be shocked if we any of those five, four kids are, are announcing their commitment to a college soon. So It was funny. Before the East game, Carl and I were talking to Ryder Donovan. And so we're like, oh, yeah, and St. Thomas is up here today as well. And he goes, oh, yeah, they play Granis. <laughs> like, Not Marshall, Granis. 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 I was like, what? He's like, Granis. And I was like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
well done, right? Well, that's some some good tidbits there. Uh, let's let's uh, slide into our uh, red black player of the week. This is a good one. I like this one. Yeah, Trevor Dummer for Sartell. He's no dummy. <laughs> He's actually a really smart hockey player. He played on my son's red and black team, who won the league last spring. It's a good. Play. He's a really good player. A lot of good Sartell kids. Uh, that played in the Red and Black League, and he had a big game. What happened? Four night? four goals and a six and one win in a section game over Little Falls. Yeah, which that's is a, just a that's a big win. For that's them. a huge win because Little Falls is kind of still. They had a dynasty or a run going. A run, not a, a dynasty. A run, not a dynasty. Uh, so good win for them. Red Black League is a great league. We talk about it each week. Uh, if you're not in the elite league and you're looking for just to keep the uh, uh, stay not not be rusty. We've had in the tryouts in the fall. Or you just want to play some hockey in the spring. It's a great league. Uh, check it out. Redblackleagues.com. Okay, middle segment idea this week. So this one came to me. You know, nearly hitting a tank on the like way to record today. The Super Bowl is all over Minneapolis. Yeah, it is. Like. <laughs> yeah. No yeah. way. Just gonna let you know about that. That's today. And so, but. Really, we have one of the greatest NFL dynasties of all time in the game in Belichick and Brady. So, start to think about well, what makes a dynasty, like who, like what causes a dynasty, and all that. So, we got we want to come up with a couple of dynasties, and then dynasties that never were in high school hockey. What, what, what is the rule that we came up for? What it equals a dynasty? So you have to have won a state championship game. Okay. Um, and one multiple. So if you're from two. White Bear Lake, you probably can, two. Yeah. You, yeah. Can, you can go over to grab some coffee and come back here in a couple yeah. minutes. Yeah. Um, and then, so probably two. You have to be the clear dominant team of that era. And it has to, your stretch has to have lasted more than or equal to five years. Yeah. I like the five year. That that eliminates a lot of runs. Like you talked yeah. about little balls, they had a nice run. Yeah. But you have to for to be a dynasty it's gotta be at least five years. It's gotta be two yeah. classes. Yeah, and, not just one great also, class. Yeah. And a caveat on that too, you also have to have a legendary head coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, now you're really well, and it's not always the case. It it can be, but it's not always the case type well, of thing. If you're going on a five Five uh, straight year run, you probably got a pretty darn good coach. Yeah, yeah, you probably exactly. heard of him. Yeah, you probably heard of him. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so wanna we're gonna run down a list of actual dynasties. If uh, just a history lesson between Carl and I. Um, so in the <laughs> 1940s, um, you had Eveleth. Um, they no were argument here. unbelievably good. They had Olympians. They had inventors of slap shots they had so all you need to know is like Mayasech and Ikla and Matches and they are the best players to in their positions probably yeah. respectively Frank Brimsick's from Eveleth too everybody yeah. in that era everyone is from Eveleth yeah That's right in the 1950s we saw a dynasty in the metro in St. Paul Johnson this is where you saw players like Herb Brooks come into play yep um, and nobody really came out of the Metro unless they were from St. Paul Johnson. So they were really good then. And the, when, when Southwest, or no, when Edina won in 69, it was the first non-Johnson team to win a state title. That was a Metro team. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yep. Um, Roso then. And then Southwest won in 70, and then it started this then, whole Metro thing. Yeah. Yep. 
uh, Rozo in the late 50s um, from yeah, 57 is, to 60. This is kind of a forgotten one, but they won three titles and were in the championship game in five of six years. And if you look at this 1962 title game between International Falls and Rozo, I mean, this game I don't know if anyone around out there remembers or has any knowledge of, but it had to be one of the great games of all time because it was the end of Rozo's run and the start of International Falls' great run of four championships in five years and the second place in the other year. So <clears throat> two you know, completely dominant programs colliding there in the early 60s. Now think about the size of those towns even then. The, oh, we're yeah. talking less than 2,000 people Yeah, in both towns. Yeah. That's crazy. And, and so then, like Carl said, in the 60s, International Falls with Sheehy went on a huge tear and had the International Falls dynasty. And then he had a run with, Greenway anyway, had a run with, with Mike Antonovich yeah. because it was really Mike Antonovich. Antonovich. And, uh, sorry. <laughs> and we have another Croatian Croatian name all about you segment. No. <laughs> um, and then in the late 70s, the Grand Rapids had a run. Or not a run. They had Done. a dynasty. Yeah. They had a dynasty. It was more than five years, and it was three state championships. It was six hall- years. It was six years. Halloween machine. Six years. They were good, but I wouldn't. I would. I lived, grew up in that era. I never thought of them as a dynasty. I always thought it was a really good team. Okay. In those years, you kind of had them and Edina just counterpunching year after year. It was almost two yeah. dynasties competing with each other, trying to get that status, and maybe because of that, neither one could quite, quite claim it. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And, and then Rochester was in there, too. I mean, yeah. Rochester had a two or three. They, Rochester they had, a had a run. They had a run. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Burnsville in the 80s had a run. That was a dynasty. That was a dynasty. I mean, they almost won three state titles. But they didn't. But they were in the title game of the 87. I mean, it was really good. Yeah. And they were they they were they won two titles and were in four title games. That's a dynasty. A mini dynasty. Yeah, they were in the 83 title run. game. More than a run. Okay. I'll buy it. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll buy it. Um, late 80s, early 90s, Jefferson might have been the greatest dynasty. Yeah, in, in, our, in the modern, modern era. era. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Um, I hated them. Oh, did I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> and then you moved there. Yeah, then I moved there. <laughs> Can't beat them, join them. Yeah, wow. Um, east in the late 90s, Carl, what were the stats on that one? Uh, so two state championships, and then the th- three years that they didn't w- win that in a five-year run, they lost by one goal to the eventual state champion in in, in the state tournament. Yeah. Um, Holy Angels had a run in the mid two thousands. Rozo had a run in the late two thousand. Yep. In the early twenty um, tens, Edina had a had a dynasty and kind of bouncing back into it again. Yeah. Um, so those are the definitions of dynasties. Dynasty's got a different – they're just a big overall dynasty. Yeah. You know what I mean? They didn't have – They're a program. They're just – they're it. You know, yeah. there's no one else like it. There mm-hmm. just isn't. So then um, we started to think of, well, what were teams that got smoked out because could of – Could have been. Could dynasties. The could have been because of these dynasties happened. And so I think one for me that stood out was the Bloomington Kennedys of the 90s. Or the 80s. Or the 80s. I mean, they had a, yeah. Because they were just almost as good as Jefferson, and they probably could have won state a couple of years if Jefferson was not around yeah. type of thing. It's crazy. It's yeah. It's crazy. I mean, you see all the banners from 
Jefferson, I believe there is one yellow banner there with the 87 title game. Yeah. They were, that was a really good team. Yeah, yeah. No, that was Five good. or six D1 guys on one team. Yeah, they were really good. Um, and then Elk River of the 90s. Elk River just got hosed in their section placement because they were against Moorhead, who had a good run in the early 90s and mid-90s with <laughs> Colin. And... and <laughs> Elk is and now they're in seven. I mean, it's yeah, like they they've never really gotten in. a good rub. Yeah, yeah exactly. Nope. Think how good they could be if they were in five double A. Yeah, and they were briefly <laughs> or in, 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 in the equivalent section at the time when when they won their state championship in two thousand one. They were in section four, which at the time was the Blaine Anoka, the ten, well, now Centennial section. And Anoka, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, failed dynasty late two thousand Edina Hornets. They didn't. Yeah, win. this was a. Memorable one for certainly for Danny and I, who are in high school at this time. You know, heard all this hype around. You know, Lee Buddha Sheverson. Uh, yep, such a Gleason. Yes. Yep, such a deep yeah. Oh, yeah. class Seven, eight, there. Nine right in there. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. They were yeah. unreal. But two upsets. That's not even counting the players that went to private school. Quarters. Yep. Right. Think of like Chris all Student. The students. All the yep. kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, all all the. All the kids that I went to grade school with, you know, type of thing. Benilde was good in 2008. Yeah. And those, like, those were, most of them were Edina kids. Like, Aquilhoff, Edina. You yeah. know, like, it's just kind of and funny. And that's why, I, I think that's part of the reason Benilde has been down the last few years. They haven't been able to pluck some of those high-end Edina kids. Yeah. Yeah. They they haven't had that um, recruiting into there. No. Um, one interesting one. Hibbing of the late 2000 Carl. This is go, an amazing stat. Go through this one. Yeah. yeah, so Hibbing went to 10 straight section finals <laughs> starting around 2003 <laughs> or so, and the they only 2000. won three of them. Yeah. yeah. This and is it's, recent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and especially in Class A, that's a, just a dominant run for a small town, but only made it through three times. Um, won the first round game twice at, at state, but never any further than that. In quite possibly the most consistently good section in Class A. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah that's a good way to describe it. Yeah. Um, late 70s Rozo with Broad. That was a run. That Well, it was a failed run. Yes. It it, a, that probably one of the most historic failed, run. failed runs of all time. The greatest line in the state's history. Yeah. Uh, lost to Edina East, I believe. Yep. Badly. Um, badly. Badly. <laughs> um, how about Little Falls failed dynasty? One of the greatest goal scorers in Hanowski. Yeah. Yeah. History. yeah, it's, it's yeah they're on a different level from some of these teams, but, but still, they had a in state tournament, how about five, five years in a row or so? And then, uh, yep, yeah, five yeah. years in a row and had, had their shot. They had an undefeated season. Did you leave out Breck yet, or are you coming to that well, one? Well, yeah, I forgot to talk about Class A dynasties. So the Hermantown dynasty is still alive. And, and, the, and they were kind of – that's funny. They're, we talked about it earlier. They were a dynasty that failed because they were going to be. Now they've won two titles and three and three titles are still a dynasty. Yep. Um, St. Thomas Academy had a dynasty from – Oh, yeah. Uh, when they were – from 2005 were until – They really had two, yeah. Yeah. I'd say two separate ones. Yeah. Interrupted by Matabee Dye. Yeah, the Monomedi broke them up, but then the three in a row 
And Breck was mm-hmm. in there. They won the Tyson Fulton. They won yeah. two in a row. Two in a row. Yeah. Two out of three. And Breck had a, a... They were dominant. And Breck was continual dominance from Wheeler on, Wheeler yeah. and Mueller. And they they just had good goaltending and just good goal good. scorers. Uh, Red Wing had a run in the 90s with yep. the Poles. Johnny Pole. there. Yep. War Road... Um, started it all. Started, yeah. They had a good... They had a dynasty. They won the first two, didn't they? Yeah, and then they came back and they won in the um, 2000s as well. Yep, they beat Totino Grace. Yep, they beat Totino, and they lost to Totino the year before. Right. Um, <laughs> Benilde had a run in the late 90s. That was an interesting story. Um, Bruce, I asked Bruce Plant what game he'd like to get back, and it was the Troy Riddle um, Benilde team game in the tournament. That's the game that. that he wanted to get that. back. So like the Tom no. and Novak game? No. Because I don't think he's ups- he's upset more at the refs than right. he is about the you know losing the, the losing factor. He's he was like, Oh, you mean the game that we got hosed? Yeah. <laughs> what did he say, Carl, specifically on that? Something along those lines, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe not uh, maybe an arable. in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well twitching. Well yeah. Yes, the the anger was still real. Yep. Um, East Grand had a good run. If you look at the East Grand rosters from the early 2010s, this was probably one of the deepest D1 talents to ever come to the tournament in Class A. Just mm-hmm. consistent talent that was chugging out of there. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, and then. Then we have a list of never wases. White Bear Lake. Yeah. Wah, wah. Never was. We've already taken our shots at them. Yeah. South St. Paul. Never. Never was. No. And, and they had they had Housley. Yeah, they got 20 plus. I think it's 20 plus appearances. 27, I want to say. Right, Carl? Yep. Yep, it's 27. And, and they, oh, Carl, talk about South St. Paul for two seconds. I was just going to say, they, they've... And it's not they're not like White Bear in that they have like a, actually a very good record in the in the, in the quarterfinals at stage. It's just the semis where they go to pieces. <laughs> it's just it, and they do a class A and um in the big school class when they were there. I don't think they've only gone um, once in A, but yeah. Yeah. You threw out Hastings. Yeah, Hastings. Mm-hmm. I think that was kind of a run. Yeah. That, it was a run that never was. Right. Right. Um, Welsh. Yeah. Their I think goal, their goalie was Ben Utek. Yep. What? And yep. Tight, tight end. end. Yep. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's yeah. a weird fun fact. He was yeah. good. He's a Super Bowl champion with the Colts. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Way to tie it back to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Put a bow on it. So, yeah, those are our thoughts on dynasties. Do you see any dynasties upcoming, Tony? Oh, that's a good one. Um... I could see. I could see the. I got burn. two. I got two potential ones. I, you're not going to like this one. I could see Hill Murray becoming a dynasty mm-hmm. uh, with the way they're with how many great young players are, are headed over to Maplewood, and I could see Maple Grove being that dynasty. All these kids, uh, people talk about on the forum all the time. Going, oh, there's no. You know, it doesn't translate to high school. I'm like, well, they have some unbelievable players that are coming through their system that are 7th, 8th, ninth grade. I think they can put it together. But I still think Edina's always been really close to them. 
at these levels, I still think Edina's got plenty of meat still on the bone. They can put together a nice ring here, a nice run here in the next four years, five years. So those would be the the three that I could see um, coming up. Yeah. You know, and if for whatever reason, if somehow Hermantown were to stay in A, uh, well, yeah, yo, that's a because their their peewee team is like number three in the state. They've they're I mean they're in double A. I mean they're loaded right now, loaded with the Plant Brothers, like sixth, seventh, eighth grade. It's it's deep, really deep. Yeah. So there you go. There's my take. Thank you for asking, though. Yeah, that's a kind of an interesting one. Yeah. Okay. You ready to move on and talk about some actual hockey yep, that's going on? Hockey. Um, games of the week. Games of the week. Game on Monday. So, Carl, why are there so many games on Monday and not Tuesday this week? Because it's caucus night on Tuesday, and technically you're not supposed to schedule games on caucus night. <laughs> that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> you don't want a caucus? It's almost as dumb as using the state legislator to legislate more game time for a high school hockey game. The two should not be related. Agree or disagree? <laughs> yeah, but they got a, they've got a meeting, though. They've got a meeting. <laughs> they got a meeting. <laughs> so stupid. Um, so Monday night, we actually have some decent games. Um, Cloquet goes over to Heritage and what should be a sold-out arena. Um, first one was an overtime. Carl, what do you think is going to happen in this one? If East can avoid <coughs> running to the box as many times as they did in that first meeting, since Cloquet scored four or five power play goals, you'd think East would be fine, especially with the way they're playing now. But if East Cloquet, crazy things happen. That wasn't the answer I was expecting. I was expecting, I have no idea because it's Cloquet. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been a we really got, good We got response. there eventually, but yes. East is playing uh, pretty well right now. <laughs> yeah. Forno. Uh, <laughs> plays Holy Family in a rescheduled game on Monday. This kind of could be interesting. Orno was on a nice little roll recently. Yeah, they're and playing the, really well. And it was um, the first meeting was a tie, one-to-one. 3-3, three, three, I thought. Three, no, three. I thought, oh, yeah, it was 3-3, three, three. Three, three, and Evan Babicule had like 47 saves or something like mm-hmm. that. He um, Yes. Tuesday, St. Thomas Academy goes to Matamidi. Blaine goes to White Bear Lake. I think Blaine at White Bear has an interesting taste. Yeah. Um, I could think be good. could be good. Princeton yeah, White Bear hasn't had, played a good non-conference team in a while, so it'll be interesting. Yeah. Other than Edina. Yeah, that's a good point. So um, we'll see how that one turns out for the Bears. Um, Princeton plays Monticello. Um, Prior Lake plays Holy Family. Um, Prior Lake's a team. That's a good game. That's a good game. That's a game that I'm interested to see the score in. Yeah. Type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, when what, is that game? I want Tuesday. To that. Okay. Tuesday. Um, Lakeville South plays Duluth East. Eden Prairie plays Wyzetta in a late conference game that really has the second best, or the like, for the third bronze trophy, I guess. Right. Um, interesting. Um, Orno plays St. Cloud Cathedral. That's a good game, too. What night is that? I think that that is Thursday. I would okay. have to double check on that. Um, Roseau plays East Grand Forks on Friday. Interesting game. Uh, you know, seeing how East Grand bounces back if they're healthy. Yep. Um, Blake plays Delano on Saturday at Delano. Interesting game. game. Yep. Uh, Monticello plays Chicago on Saturday. Good section game as well for yep. the Moose there. Um, and that is. I believe they're the Magic now. 
Are they? Carl told me that they're the moose this weekend. What? He's pulling your leg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it's still a co-op. What's that? It's still a co-op between two schools. So who are they? Are they the moose or the magic? They're the moose, I think. Okay. 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 I'm gonna look okay. it up on the on the internet. In the interweb. On the I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go on the line right now and check. Go ahead. Keep talking. Keep talking amongst yourself. <laughs> well, that's um, really nice, Tony, because the next segment is Pickums. Yes. Um. So we all got three this last week. The Litchfield pick was oh. really. That was a good pick by me. Yeah, but I turned that pick of yours. I hedged it with my Tony's pick six, and I got it right. Yeah, yeah. Tony pick six has gotten a couple right recently, and then upset. I know, I know, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you ready to go pick them? Yes. I'm before I find Monticello's yeah. uh, uh, mascot name. See if it's on the uh, on the hub here. Um, first game is, and I get to go first is Matamidi and St. Cloud Cathedral. Oh, there's still a moose in their logo. That seems really weird. And nickname yeah, the, moose. the moose. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Hey, sorry. I called him the a moose magic. Live. The moose live. The moose is still alive. Maybe it's just because they didn't want to get New Jerseys. Monticello <laughs> may be the magic. Like Monticello. It is. The high school, school is, is the magic. magic. Yeah, but yeah. the moose. The moose is still alive. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Uh, first. Pick'em game, Mata Midai and St. Cloud Cathedral. I get to go first. <sighs> I'm going to go with, like, uh, my sister when we were doing uh, football picks. She picked the best uniform. So I'm going to go St. Cloud Cathedral on that one. Danny? Uh, I like goaltending. I like Bailey Huber mm-hmm. to step up in this one. And uh, just uh, – what we noticed with Matamidai, um yesterday is they don't really have any superstar on their team. They're just mm-hmm. really deep. deep. Um, Charlie Bartholomew is a big kid. I liked yeah. his play yesterday, actually, a little bit. Carl? Uh, this is another one of those situations where I'm going to keep jamming a you know, square peg into a round hole, hoping that something's going to come out of it. But I do still think Cathedral is the second most talented team in Class A, so I'm going to pick them. Cathedral. Mm-hmm. Game where I step away from you guys again. All right. Uh, probably the game of the week. Um, Edina and Tonka face for the third time in the season. This would be the rubber match. Uh, <laughs> this one's over at Pagel and will be live streamed on YHH. Um, Edina and Tonka. Uh, Carl, you get to go first. Great. Uh, oh, the Hornets are playing well right now. You know, when you put 20 goals up on someone. Can't pick against that team. All right. You're going with the 20 goal factor. I'm going with Edina, and I know, Danny, you're going to take Minnetonka, and why? Well, because you can't put 20 goals on Josh Lukey. Oh, okay. And, 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 and I like Lukey's back. And, and, back. And it's at home. Oh. It, Pagel bounces when the crowd is there, you know, and so it's a hard place to play in. It's not really the best sheet of ice in that matter, too, and it's not the friendly confines of the Hornets' nest in Braemar. So yes, I think Ludkey's return is, is a, a key factor in this. It's not only key because he's probably their best player or at least best defenseman, but it's yeah. a moral factor as well, having him back on the ice and knowing that you have that behind it's you know, as one, well. Well, it's, it's about 
15 to 20 fewer shifts for a younger defenseman to play in. So, yeah. And they need all the defense they can get and puck control, puck handling of what he brings to the team. And this game will come down to puck luck, too, in the first couple minutes because Edina had a lot of puck luck right away in the second matchup. Yeah. And they capitalized on all of it. And hats off to them. But yep. Minnetonka was hitting the post a couple of times. Here's a game that we talked about earlier in the show, St. Michael Albertville and Maple Grove. Oof. This is this is a really good one. I mean, I, uh, do I know, I, I go who goes no, first? You went first. Um no, no, you go first. Oh, actually, sorry. Yep. Danny, you get to go first. Thank you. I'm going to play. I'm going to read your putt on this one. Uh, it's left to right. <laughs> um I don't know. I'm going to go with Maple Grove just based on the Andover um uh, win to say that they could shut somebody out. Now, St. Michael's been scoring in bunches. They they yeah. put like an eight spot on Monticello. Monticello. Yeah. And, and so, but I, I still like my Maple Grove pick. This one's just really hard and at Maple Grove, too. Carl? I'm going to follow Danny's lead here and pick the Crimson. I think you know, they were missing a few players for a little while in there. I think the recent results suggest they, they may be getting it together Probably the still the second best team in five double A. So yeah, I'm going with the Crimson. I looked at their like um, stat list, and like mm-hmm. games played is all across the board on their roster from Maple Grove. Yeah, yeah, because they have not been healthy the whole season. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna not gonna gooch Maple Grove. I'm gonna I, we saw some of that action uh, of the Monticello game. I think St. Michael's a pretty good squad. If they can get up for this game, I think I'm going to take St. Michael. Okay. Uh, Second to last game, Bemidji and Warroad. Um, Danny, you go first. Didn't I just go first? Uh, Yeah. Carl, you go first. Uh, uh, So Bemidji won the first beating three to nothing between these two, but Warroad's been on this nice little run. Big win over East Grand Forks. Well, Stick with Warriors. I'm going Warriors as well. Dang. Which Warriors? Uh, oh, oh no, that's Brainerd. No, no. Brainerd. Oh, Brainerd. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did, did uh, Bemidji change their nickname? No, no, they're the Lumberjacks still. I'm sorry, going, my I'm, bad. I'm, uh, no, actually, I'm going Bemidji. I'm sorry. I'm going to oh, Never mind. I like <laughs> your run, but I'm going Bemidji. And I I think that a War Oak can get past, past um, Fitzgerald. Okay, so you're going both. You guys are going Warroad, Class A squad. Well, I like it. I like and and it. I I think uh, Warroad's got a lot to prove right now, and they're playing like they do. I think I'm gonna make up some ground this week. If Saint if Saint Michael can come through for me. <laughs> All right, last one. Um, I can't remember. Oh, Albert Lee and Mankato East. This is a clash for the number one seed. I get to go first. I'm gonna section one A. I'm gonna go east, Mankato East on this one. Danny? Um, looking at some recency of the Albert Lee squad, they did just recently beat um Mankato West six to two. Yeah, sort of uh, east. Yeah. <laughs> Other Mankato. <laughs> yeah, they don't have a legendary head coach anymore. No. Um I'm they tied Century, which is a better result than White Bear Lake. Um, I'm going to go <laughs> the Tigers here. Tigers. It's been really hard on White Bear Lake. And, and mind you that the Tigers only lost in overtime to Mankato East 
in their yep. previous matchup. And shots were 41-31 um, McCabe East. So I like East. Carl? I think I'm going to go with East, too. I've, I've said that once or twice before in my life. But I like East here. Yes, you have. <laughs> the long drive down to Elberley. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. The long drive to Elberley from anywhere in the state. Yeah. So. So. Well, that ought to do for the show, right? Good show, boys. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Thank you to our sponsor, the Red and Black League, for their continued support of our show. Uh, Danny, uh, great job putting the show together. Carl, thanks for joining us. We'll see everybody around the rink uh, this week, even on caucus night. <laughs> Have a nice week. These looks all over their face. My friends all know that I'm cool. I've been this way since high school. Cause life's never been sweeter When you're just a cake eater When it comes to hockey, nobody can stop me My high school team, I was playing on the top three Now my son is scoring piles you know-